Hey, what's up, guys? Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. Today, I wanted to talk to you and tell you a little bit about Anchor. It is the podcast platform that we use here for FMBA Nation, and it is probably the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's tons of creation tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also help you with the distribution of your podcast so it can be heard on different types of platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast and more all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. All right, this is Bill Brower with FMBA Nation coming to you from the Sir Pro Studios here in Rawway, New Jersey. I've got a really special episode today. Uh, I've been honored to be joined by Chief, retired Deputy Chief Anthony Avillo. Uh, he's a retired chief. You got 30 years uh, at North Hudson Regional, 35 years in the fire service, uh, was uh, assigned to Battalion 1st uh, Platoon as a regional tour commander up there in North Hudson Regional. Uh, he's got his bachelor's as well as his master's of science uh, from New Jersey City University in the fire science program. He's currently the director at the Monmouth County Fire Academy and uh, the author of Fireground Strategies, which is now being published the third edition. You're working on the fourth edition, Chief, and uh, several other books. Uh, for those of you that know Chief Avillo, he also publishes a monthly article in our FMBA bulletin, and it's just a world of knowledge and a wealth of information and experience for uh, firefighters in the fire service across the country. Um, I'm proud to have him here as a Jersey guy. So uh, Chief, thanks for joining me this morning. I appreciate your time. Um, give us a little bit about uh, what you've been doing lately to uh, talk, talk on uh, some of your uh, projects and some things you've been doing. Okay, uh, thanks for having me, Bill, and thanks to the FMBA. They've, uh, you know, I love that organization. They've always been good to me. I've uh, been an FMBA member since, you know, I was a, a probie in 1984. Um, yeah, you, you hit it on the head. I just, uh, yesterday was my fifth anniversary of my retirement. So, um, you know, uh, winning. <laughs> winning. Um, and I am the director of the Monmouth County Fire Academy, which is, is a really cool, cool job. I really like that. I'm also an adjunct to New Jersey City University. And uh, I, as, as you said, uh, I not only have the Five Ground Strategies book, but in 2017, uh, Fire Engineering published a full contact leadership book. Okay. Which, which to me was, uh, you know, my sort of, uh, uh, my, my pearl, you know, my crowning uh, achievement, not for anything because of me, but because I got Ed Flood to just passed away to write it with me, which, uh, you know, provided a legacy for someone that, uh, you know, has been retired for quite a while and uh, still had something really important to say. And, uh, you know, hopefully the younger firefighters today will look at that in the younger officers because, uh, you know, full contact leadership is, is what, it, you know, what it's about. It's sorely needed out there. Absolutely. I can't, uh, I can't disagree with you. And uh, that's another topic I think we could talk about mm -hmm. um, at some point uh, mm -hmm. in the future about the importance of that and fire officer development programs and, and uh, all kinds of things I think we can touch on there. But Chief Flood was a great man. Um, you know, he, he, again, was another world of uh, knowledge and information experience. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we lost him recently. So, uh, you know, God bless him and uh, glad that you guys had the opportunity to collaborate on that and uh, would definitely recommend it to our 
any any level firefighter, right? The senior guy, the the younger guy, that to pick it up, you know, pick up that book and and, and give it a read. Yeah, it's a, it's an easy read. It's uh, um, it's a different slant on leadership, but I'm I'm really proud to uh, to have had him do that with me. Yeah. So, Chief, I wanted to uh, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about today. Um, you know, the the fire service and uh, specifically something geared towards our younger firefighters. You know, we've got a lot of guys that are on the uh, cups of their retirement. Um, a lot of knowledgeable and experienced guys that are, uh, that are leaving departments now. Um, you've got a lot of leaders in the fire service, such as yourself, when it comes to training and officer development, firefighter development, things like that, that, uh, that are doing some really great things. But at the department level, I feel like uh, a lot of our departments are getting younger and younger as we speak. Um, officers included, we got young officers out there, uh, younger firefighters coming on the job. And, um, you know, I wanted to kind of touch on what is the role of a of a younger firefighter in today's fire departments? Like, you know, some of these guys may be coming on the job uh, with very little to no work experience, and this might be their first job, um, you know, straight out of either high school or maybe out of college. They might have been working, you know, maybe part-time somewhere before the, before the fire department, but a lot of guys come on the job here, and it's their first, uh, their first full-time career gig. What kind of advice would you give somebody, a, a younger firefighter, uh, maybe a probationary firefighter or somebody with less than five years on the job, um, you know, what they should be doing and what their role is in the fire department? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because now at the fire academy, we, we do our fire one classes and these are our probationary firefighters who actually recruit firefighters and they're mostly volunteer actually. Uh, but I've also taught a, a ton of recruit firefighters that are career, mostly at the Bergen County Fire Academy. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, um, I think as a, as, a, as a new firefighter, you have to approach it with, uh, with, with a, a certain amount of enthusiasm and understand. And we tell our probies this all the time, whether it was North Hudson or, or the Academy, you're nobody. Mm -hmm. You are nobody. You have to understand you're nobody. Our job is to make you a somebody. And, and that's going to require a lot of work on your part. But if you listen to what we tell you and you do the things that we tell you to do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, you will, uh, you will become a, a somebody because that's really what it is. And, and you know, um, I'm a very big believer that a, a firefighter who is brand new that uh, doesn't get it and or sort of is not moving forward uh, the way he should be, it's not his fault. Mm -hmm. It's the fault of the department. I lay it right at the door to chief of department. Chief of department is responsible for, for the, you know, the comportment of everyone and to bring everyone forward. There needs to be a plan in place. Um, and, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, listen, there, there are things that a new firefighter has to bring to the table. One of them is self-discipline and the other mm -hmm. is self-responsibility. If they're not bringing that to the table, um, you know, it's, it's a little more difficult for us to bring them along when we have to teach them that. If they bring that in on their own, you know, it makes it easier. And in North Hudson, we have a ton of vets, a lot of vets. And for the most part, they're, they're, uh, they are, are very good at bringing in that self-discipline. Mm -hmm. you know, again, I'm not on the job anymore, but yeah, I know for a fact there are some that there is a self-entitlement. I, mean, I did my time in the military now. Now I'm being rewarded, and this is uh, – I'm being rewarded by being on a fire department. I'm going to coast for the rest, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it just doesn't work that way, you know. Um, but having that having been said, a lot of times you have guys that have a, a little bit of a background in the sort of semi-military organization that, that we work in. Um, 
so you know that that helps but also they have to be treated with uh a little bit of a uh sometimes you know you don't treat everybody the same way but you do you know mm -hmm. they have to be treated a, a little bit differently uh in in respect to what they've been through as well but yeah you know what i, I always said this you're either all in or you're all out mm -hmm. if you're not 99 if you're not 100 percent in then part of you is out yeah and we will find that out right away you know as an officer i was always a big fan of my my uh, my bullshit radar has to be pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, behaviors and actions never lie. Words lie. Word mm -hmm. they will tell you how good they are or how they're in. We're all in, but their actions will be different. So as as an officer, I, I feel it's a very big responsibility to bring these people along and guide them along the way. You know, like I had Ed Flood as my uh, he I had a guy guy named Tim Finnegan was my first captain, but Ed Flood was you know, one step ahead of me all the way through and he took care of me and he understood, you know, what it, what it requires, what it requires on a departmental level to bring somebody from that, you know, probationary day one to the end of their career. It never ends, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent here. So no, that's no, that's good. I mean, it, it, you know, there's so many different, there's so many different variables or so many different mm -hmm. things that go along with this, you know, uh, the culture of the fire service, the brotherhood, um, that, that we know of in the fire service and that we're accustomed to that a lot of people don't even get a glimpse of in their daily lives and what they do. Yeah. You know, our job is unique and special in that, you know, we develop second families. This is our second family we go to work with. Sometimes I see my guys on ship more than I do my own family, you know, Absolutely. and, and, and I think it's important to maintain that and hold that high up on the pedestal because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're risking each other's, our lives mm -hmm. for each other at a moment's notice. So having that camaraderie and having that brotherhood and, and that relationship with these guys is, uh, is, is important. And I think, you know, a lot of the times we, we find that, um, you know, some of, some of our newer or younger generational firefighters, you know, I'm, I'm 37, so I fall into this category. I got nine, uh, just under nine years on the job. So I'm still, I'm still, yeah, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, uh, you were, you were two years, uh, two, I was two years old when you were, <laughs> when you were a probationary firefighter. So, um, but, you know, I, I think it's important because, um, you know, these guys, they get on the job and they don't realize what they're, what they're getting themselves into on that level. I mean, it's so much more. A lot of people treat this, this career as a second, as a second job, as a part-time job, because, you know, we, we've got that flexibility, right? We've got the flexibility of 24, 72s and, you know, the different work uh, schedules and whatnot and shift work uh, where we can work a part-time job or a second job or, you know, whatever that case may be. But a lot of times you find, you know, people, treating their career, their bread and butter, their, their calling a part-time job. And it's, uh, it's kind of sad, you know, to see that happening and that culture shift and that dynamic and that shift of the brotherhood from, hey, I just see this guy every four days to, you know, hey, I'm going to his kid's birthday party or we're spending time at the, you know, at the local pub down the street, having a couple beers, you know, shooting the shit, whatever the case may be, you know, it, it seems like uh, everything else kind of is prioritized over that brotherhood it, 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 it should be you know if your second career is your first career and you're not getting it you probably don't belong here because as i said you're not all in you know uh but i i think one of the things the department needs to do is to ensure they engage these people you know if if they're 
coming out of the academy, and I know in New Jersey, everybody goes to the academy, everybody does file one and file two, they're coming out of the academy and, and they're spending time, you know, it's okay to sit and watch TV every, you know, during the day, you got a 24 hour shift, I get it. Mm-hmm. But if, if they're not engaged from like, you know, 7.30 in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon at the very least, then they're, they're it's a disservice to mm-hmm. them. Um, we have a very uh, robust schedule of, of qualifications and things that have to be met uh, in North Hudson. One of the things that we do, which I thought was a, a great idea, and I think Chief McEldowney came up with it, could have been Chief Flood, I think it was Chief McEldowney, I'm not sure, um, was the probationary firefighter journal. And you come in and uh, in your first year, you're working you know, 85 shifts. Well, it's a, it's a form and every day you have to fill that form out. And it says, you know, I, I did these drills, I read this information, I looked through these SOPs, I responded on these calls, I learned these lessons. I believe those are the five things, but there may be more. And they have to fill that out every day it has to be uh, reviewed with their officer every night. And at the end of their probationary period, it gets handed into the department. Uh, as a deputy, I would check it every like three months or so, just to mm-hmm. take a look at it and see you know, uh, how they were coming along. Like in North Hudson, they have so many new guys. I think you know, there's you know, like 16 companies. I think there's at least one probie on 15 out of the 16 companies wow. on every shift, mm-hmm. on every shift. You know? And then that's, listen, that's the way it goes, you know, every 12 years or so the departments turn over and that's what happens. Um, you know, the, uh, it's, it's up to the department to utilize the officers that they have. You know, you need an officer training program in order to have a probationary training program. You know, um, you have to bring these people through and, uh, you know, the, the, the success of the probie is the responsibility of the officer and the responsibility of officers is the responsibility of the department, you know, mm-hmm. but you have to provide programs for them. You have to, prov- you have to keep them engaged. And, uh, uh, and not only on the job, you got to keep them engaged off the job. You got to get them involved in the union. You, gotta, you know, yeah. if there's a lot of death or if there, you know, there's all kinds of um, um, charity things that we do, sure. you know, fill the boot. There's, there's all things that we do. And uh, uh, they need to be involved in those things. You know, even, even things as much as like softball and basketball, grades. Mm-hmm. These guys need to be involved in those things because that's when you start to see it. That's, that's when you start to get it. And, uh, you know, when a guy's got his second job as his first job, that doesn't always happen. And I get it. You got to take care of your family. But there's another family there that uh, if you're not taking care of them, you may not be going home to your, your real family. Right, right. So I think that mindset has to be instilled from, from day one. Yeah. And, and you know what? You're, you're kind of missing out on – what it is to be a part of that brotherhood too, you know, I mean, there's so many different things that yeah. go into this, um, you know, and if you're not engaged, if you're not getting involved and at the departmental level, at the local level, um, you know, doing your community service events mm-hmm. and, and whatnot, then, then you're really missing out on that lifestyle and that livelihood. Um, you know, you were mentioned earlier about uh, the department and the different programs and different things that, that uh, they may be able to offer in terms of training and whatnot. Um, training is huge. I mean, training is our job. If we're not training, then uh, what's the point of going to work, right? Because. Yeah. Hey guys, Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about ServPro of Central Union County in Western Essex County. These guys are a trusted leader in the restoration industry. They provide 24-hour residential commercial services with highly trained restoration technicians. 
They're locally owned and operated business, and they're dedicated to being faster to any size disaster with the training, equipment, and expertise to handle your restoration and cleaning needs. Some of the things that they cover are water damage restoration, fire damage restoration, mold remediation, storm damage restoration, cleaning services, and building services, to name a few. These guys understand the stress and worry that comes with a fire or water damage and the disruption it causes to your life and home or business, and their goal is to help minimize the interruption to your life and quickly make it like it never even happened. Our friends over there, Carl Spinner and Bob Morrison, Carl has over 25 years of experience in the industry. Bob Morrison has over 35 years of service industry sales experience. So don't hesitate to give them a call. You can reach them at 908 233-7070. You you know, you're not going to have a fire every day. Uh, You hope that you don't have a fire every day. Maybe you do. Maybe you're in a department where you're running nonstop. But if you're not training, you're not preparing yourself for what you might face. And, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that if if you are not uh, educating yourself every day, um, you know, whether it be going over something you might have learned back in the academy, refreshing yourself on it, or, you know, jumping on the computer or reading the book or watching a video, uh, maybe a new tactic or a new strategy or a new way to do, uh, you know, a drill, um, then, then you're doing a disservice to yourself, uh, whether you're the new guy on the department or the 25-year veteran on his way out, you know, on the department. So, there are so many things out there. There are so many websites, you know, listen, some are good, some not so good, but there's a lot of really good ones. Um, there's the fire engineering training minutes. There are uh, the fools, you know, I'm, in, I'm, one, I'm in, uh, involved in a fool, it's fools, the fraternal order of leatherheads. And we do training all around the state. We have the New Jersey fire conference coming up in, uh, in October down at the Monmouth County fire Academy. And mm-hmm. you know, there's so many opportunities for, uh, for firefighters to, uh, to hone their skills, not just in the flyouts, but also to bring that stuff back. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of like the FDIC. The FDIC is about bringing the stuff back, you know? And the other end of it is departments have great people with great resources. They should be, um, you know, mutual aid drills, you know, mm-hmm. departments, you know, like, so, so you're, you're in where with the department? Uh, union. You're with union, right? Mm-hmm. So union works, you know, you guys, uh, Elizabeth is right there, mm-hmm. right? What other departments are on that? We Rawa got uh, Springfield. We work with uh, Hillside. Uh, we do mutual aid into Irvington. Mm-hmm. We've got Milburn. We're, we're with a lot. Maplewood, mm-hmm. uh, Kenilworth, Cranford. So we, we, you know, we go mutual aid to Linden on time. So we're working, you know, we're working, we're working with a lot of the Union County departments. Yeah. So like those kind of things where, hey, you know what? Let's, uh. Let's set something up where, where we can, you know, get together on a training level, not necessarily. If the only time you see these guys is on the fire ground, mm-hmm. things don't always go that well. So right. you kind of need to train with these guys, plan with these guys, um, you know, uh, just a little bit. We did a lot of that before we regionalized, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I push in Monmouth County all the time. Look, you work with these guys all the time. Everybody does mutual aid. You mm-hmm. got to train with them as well, you know, and, uh, and you know, I, I feel that's, that's a really important piece of, of the job as well. But, you know, in regard to the new guys, if you go back and, you know, and uh, I, I, again, I, I go back to Chief Flood. The first day I got on a job, he said to me, if the job's not a little bit better tomorrow morning when you leave this firehouse because you were here and you didn't do your job. Mm-hmm. And he said that to me when you were two years old, back in 1984. <laughs> and I believed it then and I believe it now. And, and that's one of the things I, I push out there in my conferences all the time. And the other thing he said was, 
did you get down on your knees today and thank God you have this job? Mm-hmm. That was another one of his mantras, you know, that like, I, I always say that when I do yep. conferences because it's the truth. Listen, there is no other job like this. No, this we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, and for, for every probationary ass that's in that seat, there are a hundred people that would like to be in that seat. Yep. And, and those guys have to, have to understand that the, the position of privilege that they're in, you know, it's not just a job. It's, it's a, it's a service, it's a passion. And, and if it's just a job to you, then it's probably not the job you should be in. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, you, you, you mentioned, um, I know you're, you're an FDIC instructor, you're a member of the FDIC advisory board, um, for the younger firefighters or the probationary firefighters that maybe have never made it out to FDIC, what kind of advice would you give to them, uh, in, in terms of, what's being offered out there, why they should get out there and go see the conference, get, get involved in that and, uh, you know, try and, try and take that on and, and, and learn some more stuff. Well, it's Disneyland for firefighters. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, you got 35,000 people that are into the job mm-hmm. in Indianapolis and there is something to do. It's, you know, from the hands-on training to the classroom training, to the beer mug case study, you know, <laughs> afterwards where we solve all the problems. It's like a one big kitchen table out in Indianapolis. You know, every bar, every every restaurant is filled with firefighters. Mm-hmm. And and you get to meet a lot of good friends. Like I've been going in, this is my 21st year. And wow. I look forward to, because there's people I don't really see except when I go there. But the nice thing that's happening out there now is there are a lot of other smaller conferences that are popping up because Let's face it, not everybody has the time or the money to go to the FDIC. It's mm-hmm. an expense, definitely an expense, but, you know, I've been doing conferences now and, you know, for years, but, you know, there's conferences in places like Missouri and I'm, I'm going out, I'm leaving Wednesday to go to the Florida Fire Expo. Um, I just got back from uh, Illinois and I, I did Ohio and there's, there's just so many places that you can get this training, mm-hmm. not on the FDIC level, but there's a lot of conferences out there that, that provide basically the same training, FDIC instructors. You know, I'm not saying not to go FDIC because that's the granddaddy. You know, that's, that's like right. going to the Rose Bowl and the Super Bowl. All right. <laughs> yeah. And if you go there once, you will want to go back again because it is just that type of place. And, and you know, fire engineering and Penwell have been, you know, have been very good to me. And, and uh, they put on just an unbelievable show there. You know, uh, for days, it's just, it's just fire operations you know all the way out uh and like i said the, the great hands-on training i was a hands-on instructor there before i was a classroom instructor mm-hmm. um and the classroom instructor there's so much that you can do uh out there it's it's you know it, you got to get there at least once in your career yeah you really do it's not to be missed not yeah missed. yeah uh so you've got fireground strategies third edition out currently being sold online fireengineering.com we can go there and get it yeah, you can get it on Amazon too. Yeah, okay. You can get it all over the place, really. Okay, and then uh, when do you anticipate the fourth edition to be uh, released? Um, well, the third edition, I believe, was 2015. It's usually about a seven or eight year cycle. Okay. So I'm thinking around maybe 2023, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere 2022, 2023, the, the fourth edition should appear. I'm just starting to organize it a little bit right now. Yeah. Um, once, you know, I'm the kind of guy that once it gets going, I'll have it done in like, <laughs> like six months. You know, if I, once I start working on it, it's like, it's like the FMBA articles, you know, yeah. I, I, I actually got to write one today and you know, I, I know I'll sit down and I'll either talk into my phone or I'll start writing and I'll write just about the whole article in one shot. And then like, I'll let it sit and then I'll go look at it a little bit later today or I'll look at it tomorrow and I'll, I'll hone it down and I'll, I'll get it off to you guys. You know, mm-hmm. it's, 
Um, uh, but you know, yeah, the strategies book will be, uh, it will be updated. I'm going to do some active shooter stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, my, my good friend, uh, battalion chief Al Pratt's from North Hudson does a lot with active shooter. So I've been, you know, talking to him and, uh, I have a, a pretty good grasp of it. Um, you know, there's going to be some, you know, th- new things with, uh, I, I hate the term transitional attack, but you know, cause I didn't make it up. <laughs> uh, I called it the mini blitz, but it's basically the same, you know, the fire, I don't know where the water's coming from. Yeah. You know, we have to embrace that. There are times to do it and times not to do it. Mm-hmm. And I've always been an interior firefighter, but there are times I can look at something thinking back at fires that we had and say, you know what, we could have put that water in a window for 10 seconds and th- things would have been much better on the inside for our guys. And the push wouldn't have had to be so difficult where, you know, guys are being exposed to extreme amounts of heat and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, it, the, the studies have shown we don't need to do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's crazy because, and I know this is getting off on a tangent, but I like it. The, the studies that we've had from underwriter laboratory mm-hmm. and, and NIST, mm-hmm. uh, the national Institute of uh, standards and technology has just been, uh, eye-opening in terms of our strategies and tactics and yeah. you know you got the slice rs method which is you know what you're kind of referring to hit it hit it from the outside darken it down and, it going, yep. and then uh you know just the different things that they've been able to research and find out about how fire dynamics are and, and how certain uh actions affect the fire growth and behavior flow paths and everything else is really uh really something special i mean we're still in the infancy of that research we are. right so we are it is uh, it's a uh, um, it's like a revolution you know um but, but the idea is departments have to understand when to use it when not to use it and also understand that when you do use a transition attack get inside don't mm-hmm. stay in a transition attack because that's not a transition strategy right. that's, a, that's a defensive strategy there's no so, transition right <laughs> but you have to look at and and i, I kind of coined this but I, I i think i heard it from somewhere but i i I, uh, I kind of mood change a little bit. An exterior strategic opportunity. That's mm-hmm. what you're looking for. Do you have an exterior strategic opportunity? If you can only get one line in service and the fire is on the Charlie side of the house and you got to stretch all the way down a, you know, a 60 foot driveway to the rear of the building, knock it down from there, then stretch all the way back to the front and get in. That's not an exterior strategic opportunity. You know? So you yeah. have to, I'll be talking more about that, you know, in my book where, you know, with, with, you know, minimal staffing, you might actually be able to use a water can while the line's being prepared to just mm-hmm. knock down some fire if they can, you know, get close, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of options out there, but I think you need to know about it. And I, I think um, it's starting to gain some traction in places like New Jersey and things like that. But, you know, people have to stay on top. This is new training. People have to this is it. Training. Exactly. This is it. Yeah. This is what we're talking about and getting, you know, your, your training, the stuff that, you know, that's been done for 30, 40 years that now we're, thinking about maybe doing a little bit differently because of this research. And it's important for our guys, our, our, our veterans, our guys that are, you know, halfway through their career and the guys that got six months on the job to understand this and to see these different, uh, you know, research uh, mm-hmm. strategies and tactics and, and, and how it all comes, comes about. Um, you this, know, yeah. No, no, go ahead. This is the biggest um, change in the fire service since SCBA. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on now with the, the uh, you know, the, the fire studies. It's the biggest change since SCBA. SCBA was a revolutionary change. This is a revolutionary change, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I, I think we can all get, get a lot of information from these different places. Obviously, you got your book coming out. You're going to touch on some of those things in your book. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had, you know, one other thing I wanted to touch on real quick before we wrap it up is uh, 
you know, our, our, our guys that are on the job less than five years, you got, you know, you got guys that could be studying for lieutenant's test, studying for captain's test, that first level supervisory test uh, that have three years on the job, right? Maybe they've never seen a fire or maybe they've seen a handful of fires. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give those younger firefighters that, you know, might only have a couple of years on the job studying there for, for their promotional test and looking to, you know, grow as a leader, as a, as a firefighter, as an officer, um, what kind of advice would you give those guys? Well, I would say soak it up like a sponge. You know, it's not just the books. There are guys that are great book guys. And unfortunately the civil service system rewards great book guys, but you have to be able to apply that. I always said, and again, this is something I probably heard from flood was a test is a, is great for the job. Uh, any kind of exam is great for the job because people are studying, people are looking, people are listening. You know, people are, are paying more attention to the buildings and the fire dynamics and, and the operations. So a test is a great thing, but it's, it's also, um, people have to understand that they, they have to also be able to apply that when, mm-hmm. they, when they get out in the field. And then the other thing is, you know, um, their officers should, um, should allow them to apply that. They should talk to them about those things. Um, and, and encourage them to, uh, to study. You know what? My first exam, uh, we had a study group and then we became a study group, obviously. Right. But it started from a study group with, with Ed Flood sort of being leading in it. Uh, myself, uh, Bill Lamoni, who retired as a battalion chief, Dave Curtis, who retired as a deputy chief, and uh, one other guy. Curtis. No, I think it was just us. And then later I studied with Marty Mandel and Nikki Gazzillo who became deputy chiefs. And, you know, um, you have, you know, somebody hopefully is going to, going to pull you along and, and, and give you that guidance, you know? So as a new firefighter, get off your phone in the kitchen, you know, get, find somebody that's going to give you that guidance. Company officers have a responsibility to mentor, mm-hmm. um, responsibility to do that. And firefighters are looking to do that. Um, of course, there are guys that, you know, it's difficult to move, you know, um, but, uh, you know, to, to not want to do uh, what you're supposed to be doing here is, is absolutely unacceptable. You know, you have to move forward with the business. Some people don't want to be officers, but, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. But, but I think that everybody has the responsibility to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I, I think when you're, you're looking to study and be promoted, you know, you have to stay the course. You have to we would tell people this in study group, you got to look in the mirror the day of the exam and know you did everything you could to get this job, to, to, to move to the next level. You have to have the mindset of an officer if you're studying for an officer. You have to have the mindset of an expert, you know, 10,000 hours. You know, I'm sure I did 10,000 hours, maybe 20,000. You know, you have to put the time in. If you want to be an officer, you got to put the time in. Um, and if you want to be a good firefighter, you have to put the time in. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's just a circle, you know, the department down and the firefighters up, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it all sort of revolves around, you know, the next right thing to do. Yeah. That's an important piece of the puzzle. A, a great, the, you show me a great department, I'll show you great company officers. You know, a department with great company officers is usually a great department, you know, um, because the great company officers are allowed to be great company officers. And those guys influence the firefighters. And they make firefighters into great company officers. Mm-hmm. You know, pay it forward. You know, it's about paying it forward. And I, and I think that the people looking to study today, hopefully, they're not studying just for the money. Right. They're studying because they want to be leaders in the business. You know, and yeah. that's important. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think you hit a spot on there. It's it's important to do it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. um, Chief, I can't thank you enough again for for your time spending it with us today. Um, what is the best way? I know you got the FMBA bulletin article. Um, if somebody wanted to get in contact with you, they want to come see you speak at a conference you're going to be talking at, or they want to uh, get one of your books or, um, you know, any other reason they want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Uh, well, I don't, uh, I don't have a website, but I do have a page on firing on, on Facebook. I have a full contact training page. Okay. I have the uh, Fireground Strategies and other stuff from the street page. Mm -hmm. I could be messaged on Facebook. I could be contacted at the Monmouth County Fire Academy. Mm -hmm. um, my, my email is right on my articles in the uh, FMBA paper. They can contact me now. I'm very easy to get a hold of. Yeah, yeah, I got you. you know, so you anybody have, you know, wants to do that, you know, that's fine. Gotcha. Do you have any uh, upcoming conferences you wanted to mention where you're going to be talking at in the next uh, couple months or so? Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm doing the um, leaving Wednesday to do the Florida Fire Expo down mm -hmm. in Pensacola. Um, I'm going to be doing the New Jersey Deputy Chiefs Association uh, conference with uh, uh, Chief Vinnie Dunn and Charlie Lynn. That's yeah. sold out. I know. I tried yeah. signing up for it. It's sold out already in eight days. I am <laughs> so excited for that conference. I mean, you know, I know Vinnie Dunn, Uncle Vinnie, I call him. Yeah. Because he was very good friends with Professor Malley at NJCU, and he would come in and, you know, I know him from that and through the FDIC, but. What, what a wealth of knowledge there. And, and he's on fire. I mean, he's in his 80s now, and he just has been, like, reborn, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and it's good. The fire service still needs people like that. Yeah. Um, what else am I doing? I'm, I'm really excited. I'm uh, going for the second year in a row to the FDIC Atlantic, which is in Nova Scotia. Okay. Uh, that's in June. And then I just got found out yesterday I am going to be in Valdez, Alaska at the really? end of June. So, yeah, I'm really excited nice. for that. That's going to be fun. I'll, I'll go with my girlfriend. I'm probably going to take my daughters with me to Nova Scotia. But, you know, it's, it's just, you know, paying it forward. You know, I, I tell departments in New Jersey, look, you know, I'll come and speak anywhere, you know, and I'm not going to beat people up for, for money. I just, you know, I just, I just want to pay it forward, you know, and, and I, I like the idea. I have a lot of courses that are uh, aimed towards uh, like office development. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and any rank can do that, you know. Um, so, you know. It's, uh, you know, it's all good. I, I like to pay forward and uh, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And, and I do like to go speak on the outside because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to go and meet new people. Well, Chief, thanks again for your time. Uh, you know, I truly appreciate you spending some time here talking with me. I look forward to having more conversations with you down the future. Maybe we'll touch on some training things down the road and some other things, but uh, I can't thank you enough for coming, coming on this morning and talking. No problem, Bill. Thank you. And thank the FMBA for supporting me for all these years and, and for the firefighters. Be safe. You got, you got it. You too, Chief. Be safe. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another great episode of FMBA Nation. And stay tuned for some more great content to come. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also listen on the NJ FMBA YouTube channel, as well as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and the Google Play Store. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the FMBA Nation podcast, please email us at nation at njfmba.org.